Go international, man. International? My bad. You got international. Oh, you already on the vibe. Damn. This the vibe of me right now. Oh, oh you can't sex. even hear it. This is sexy. Baby. Baby. Not with that voice, though. But it's the vibe. Just vibe out. Just vibe out. Just vibe out. Damn. It's the vibe. This is where I'm at right now. Gemini Scorpio podcast episode 89, I think, right? We vibing out for our, um, the audio experience, our, uh, the guys that tune in and listen to it. It's getting late. Mm. Why you gotta be here? Beside me. Somebody talk to me. Watching me. What you say? I'm afraid. Don't be. Damn. I'm afraid. Vibes. Vibes. I'm so scared that you hurt me. Ooh. This is the Vibe Gemini Scorpio podcast. We vibing out to everybody that's listening to us in the car, um, at work. You know, you just vibing out. You've been uh, uh, a listener since 2019, was it? 2019? We thank you. You just want to vibe out for a second. Mm. I got some more tunes. Give me a second. I got some. Why you gotta be beside me, watching, needing, wanting me? She whispered in my ear, but I'm afraid. I whisper back, but I'm afraid. I told her, don't be. I'm so scared that you hurt me. Hold up for a second. So we still vibing out with the audio guys that's listening right now. So it's one song that I really didn't understand until I came of age, right? And this is not just for ladies. This is for everybody. But when she says this, when my girl, when my sister, my auntie said, I'm going to just play this. Mm, 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 mm. I hope this is the right one. This is one of the realest songs ever. I guess nobody ever told This is one of the realest songs ever. You must hold what you gotta hold to? Is you, you. She said, Bag lady, you gonna hurt your back. Carrying all them bags like that. Nobody never told us that when we was coming up. All you really need to hold on to is you. You don't need none of the, the luggage that come with it. None of the back. Come on, man. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Do they understand what I'm saying? Yo, can I get the, the radio version? Like, I don't want to hear the... Uh, I don't want to hear that, that version. I might got to go to YouTube. That's how it work. Let's see. Let's see. Come on, man. Gemini Scorpio Podcast episode. What is it? 89. We just vibing out for a second. I want to hear the radio version of this. I don't want to hear... um. The album cut. Is it this one? I think that because the radio version is like a little faster, right? 
It's the vibe right here. Go in the lobby and see. We vibing. Turn me up a little bit, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Not me, the music, though. You can turn me back down if you turn me up. No, I, I think I like, well, I like both. I like both. This is the vibe. But this one definitely go crazy. Let's have some fun. What'd yeah. you say? Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Bag lady, you gon' hurt your bag. Yeah. yeah. Carry my all those bags like that. Yeah. Yeah, talk to me, somebody. I guess nobody else. No, they didn't. Oh, you I think I like this version better. Like, I like both, but this one go crazy. Turn it up a little bit more, Dilla. Come on, man. All them bags gonna get in your way. I swear to God. Oh, Bob. Listen, if you never listen to this song right now, just listen. Just listen. It's for my fellas, my ladies, everybody. Oh, shit, my bad. I forgot I was on YouTube, guys. You don't see it? Pack like, baby. Uh. Because what? You got too much stuff. Um. Is it downstairs? Downstairs. Downstairs. You want to pause real quick? Just go get it. Go ahead. Yeah. That's a scary feeling. Imagine your man telling you that. You crowded my space? Devastating. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You keep carrying them bags with you. <laughs> so guess what? Uh. Let's see what else we got. Come on, man. I got more vibes. I got more vibes. Y'all vibing with us, so I'm a vibe with y'all. With the vibes. Let's get it. Mm, y'all don't know nothing about this. Since we talking about Erica Badu, why not? Since we talking about Erica Badu, why not? Mm. Y'all don't know nothing about this. Don't even get the shake in your head like you know a little something that you don't. Eclectic over there. He was talking about me. Because I was over here shaking my head. I ain't talking about you, baby. He was talking about DJ Eclectic. 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 Shelby don't know nothing about this. Alex don't know nothing about this. Yeah. He said he don't. That's gross. See, there's a lot of talk about African Toby culture and American culture. Uh, call me African. That's type crazy. She knows what I'm saying. We don't nation. Yeah. I'm gonna let y'all vibe out though. You know what I do? I do. I do. That's, that's what I said. That's crazy. Bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Can we vibe out for a second, y'all? Yes, sir.
Better vibe for a second, y'all. That's vibe for a second. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Say what? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Break it down so lovely, right? All right, let's vibe out, y'all. Yes, sir. You know what time it is. Uh, Gemini Scorpio Podcast. This is episode 89. The gang is here. We got Eclectic here. We got Alexander the Blanc here. We yes, got sir. Chishade. Chishade. We got Shelly Dempsey. You want to smoke with me, bro? She got a. She got a year. I got to clear my throat. Foul, bro. My voice is coming back. I know you hear it. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yes, sir, Ski. I got the red wine up in. Yes. Maybe you want to call it red wine. You don't like it? No, I do love it. I told you to come in, but you ain't want to come in. You know, it's good. It's definitely like a Moscato. We're not. No free promos. Mm. You're right. My no bad. Hey, uh, I am eclectic. You know, just block the name out. <laughs> it's all <laughs> good. I mean, it's no, all good. Cause somebody might free promo. Somebody might understand what you're talking about. You're yeah, like this. I don't consider this like red wine. It's red, but it's not like you. It know, ain't giving red. It ain't it's red not like you. A, you know. If you, had to, noir, if, if, if you had to, if you had to, If you had to, um. Um, describe yourself given a wine. What would it? What would you be? Mm-hmm. Can you Great hear question. Me? Can you hear me on the mic? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, maybe that was that. If I had to dis- describe myself as a wine, mm-hmm. I would be like a Rodney <clears throat> Strong Four Brothers type of wine, and that is. A red wine, if mm-hmm. you don't know. It is expensive, but not too overly expensive. Mm. But it is expensive. It gives like a blackberry undertone with a little chocolate notes. Mm. Yeah, so it's very delicious. Try it out. Not sweet, but not too dry. But it's it's definitely, it's definitely soothing, you mm. know? Try it out. Thank me later. Mm. If you're a wine drinker, Rodney Strong... Four brothers. Okay, Rodney Strong. <laughs> All right. Yo, I don't know. I don't drink wine, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. It would have to be Hennessy for me. I like that though. <laughs> for you, not for nah, me. No, I do say not Hennessy. Yeah, Hennessy. I nah, just... Remy Ma. I'm sorry. Remy Ma. Nigga <laughs> said Remy Ma. It may be Remy. Remy Ma. I like that for you. Not Remy Ma. Remy. I said Remy Ma. My yeah. Remy. It would be Remy. So I said Remy Ma. Like, <laughs> yeah, I said um, Hey, yo, that's, yo, Nick is going to, so Nick, what happened when Nick be doing my clips? He always be annoying, he be sending me shit, like, hey, yo, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, bro, leave me the hell alone, man, I'll be busy working and shit, here come a clip, dog, what? <laughs> Oh, but my bad. Go ahead. Cutting you Shout off. I'm Nick, glad man. I ain't had no friends that was editing because they would have tore me up too. Mm. I know he be talking shit about me too. It's all good. What? Why you make that face wild? I got some words for Nick. Say less. <laughs> when I see him, got some words. <laughs> got some words. I see. I see your face. That lets me know he be cutting me up in your messages too. Y'all be talking shit. Yikes. Say less. Hey Say man, less. Nick. I'm on your head top. Hey yo. <laughs> I'm not. What the? What? <laughs> What's going on? All right, Jay. 
the? <laughs> yo, that's my friend, bro. What the <laughs> hell, bro? This is disgusting. Let's work, man. Y'all ready? Gemini Scorpio Podcast, episode 87. Alex, what are we talking about, 89. man? 89. 89. <laughs> 89. God okay. damn. Try to well? my brain and not my heart. Are you well? Hmm? Are you well? I like that. Are you well? I'm mm-hmm. well. That's good. How's your week been, Jay? Hmm. My same son, Makusa. My week has been... <laughs> In my head, Jay really meant to say, Nam yo home, Rick here, yo. Nigga said, Baba said, Baba said, Yeah, so. That, that. Yeah, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. Shadi, how was your week? Mm-hmm. My week? Still a Jay job this week. Uh, my week is good. My B day is coming. So it's big Scorpio season. So, you know, my big Scorpio energy, and I'm ready to do big things in my big new year because I'm big. Period. Yeah. Why you can call yourself big when I said... I don't say nothing about you saying you're big. I do not alter whatever you say about yourself. Don't lie. You big. I'm big. What? You think I'm big? Oh, my God. Uh, wow. You saying when you call me big? Because what context are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were talking about me. Girls, I was like... Girls were like, you they ask I'm, you questions. You think I'm big? They ask you questions that they don't want to answer to. Do you think I'm They're big? like... You think I look flat in these? You, yeah, but you actually look you, flat. You think I'm you big? You have the right to remain silent. Shut up. You have the right to remain silent. I tell the truth, but then I'm like Okay, well, it's, uh, in front of the camera right you now, know, real time, you think I'm big? There's a babe. clip about that. No, yeah, we, have clip, right? we have a clip just, about that, too. I just had too. your fucking Do you see baby. that clip? Do you think I'm big? No, babe. You know, you should play that clip. Wait, I don't think you're big for real. So why wouldn't you say when I say that? You think I'm big for real? No, I don't think you're big. Oh, you talking about the clip from Cocktails Podcast? No, I don't think you're big. So what do you think? <laughs> nah, man, I think you look good. Yo, let me tell y'all. Let me tell you about this though, boy. I had to wait. Uh, it's thirty days in the month, <laughs> so I, I had to wait. Uh, twelve weeks to have sex. And it's twelve, six weeks. Stop it. Six weeks. My bad. Six weeks, twelve weeks, same shit. <laughs> no, I, had to, not. I had to wait six weeks to have sex. Wait, I can tell people about your. Uh... Yeah, that's fine. Then Shade ass want to go get an IUD, and then I got to wait twelve extra weeks. <laughs> like, bro. Okay, so why the fuck you gotta go get a DUI in your a vagina? <laughs> like that shit don't make no damn sense, bro. A DUI in your vagina? <laughs> Yo, like, why would you? Are you dyslexic? Bro, IUD, DUI. <laughs> it really it's the same thing. Like, no, okay. So first of all, Jay, pussy drunk, that? just keep but, going. Yeah, and then what's gonna happen is I'm gonna be pregnant in two point two seconds, and what's gonna happen? What's happening? You know who's walking around barefoot and pregnant for another forty weeks, five days, and three days of labor? Shade, not you. Five days and three days of labor? Oh yeah, yeah. So eight days. Exactly. So forty one weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know who's walking around like that? For another, yeah, no. So I'm not actually, me and Shelly was just talking about this. I'm actually not big on birth control at all. I actually despise birth control. But in a matter of life and death, really literally meaning me being pregnant in the next two weeks and having two kids under two, absolutely fucking That's life or death? Oh my gosh. Uh, you Were you in the room with my labor? Yeah, I was. Okay, so what do you feel like that feels like? Exactly. So yeah, no, I, I was ready. I could have our kids. Do it. You know I could. Go for it. Go for it. 
Do I know you could? Absolutely not. No, I'm saying I could deliver the child. Deliver like from who? Out of your body or mine? Out of your body. Oh no, that you delivering it isn't the battle. <laughs> Me carrying it is the battle and pushing it out is the battle. Mm. Yeah, so, so yeah. in terms of me risking us having another baby and what, being pregnant again and what, two, three weeks after the six weeks? I said, absolutely not. We're gonna so get yeah, I had to wait six weeks. Then she go get this, D, this <laughs> D-U-I-U-D so, and then I wait twelve more weeks. The like, IUD, what the hell? You have to explain to the people because nobody, people won't know what that means. Like IUD is a form of birth control where they put a device into your um, uterus. The blowing device, like when you get pulled no, over. No, it's not a blowing device. <laughs> oh my bad. Not what? like a DUI. Mm-hmm. It's like a. It's, it's a contraceptive. You could Google it, but it goes into your uterus. But what happens is, for it to work, it has to strip the lining of your uterus, so it causes you to bleed for a couple weeks. Yes, so. So, like I said, 12 additional weeks after the six weeks. <laughs> it's right. like she damn near pregnant all over again. Like, six plus 12 is what? Six, oh, Jay, 16, please. 13? 18. 18? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. 12. Oh, no. you're so concerned. Plus four is 16, plus the two is 18. Yeah. 18 weeks, bro. Mm-hmm. How long is 18 weeks? Mm-hmm. And months? I don't know. Give me. I'm fucking drunk. I'm not, but just blame it on About that, four bro. months. Four months, right? About. Four months, bro. I, I just waited. Whatever. Come on. Mm-hmm. You full of it, you know. I love you, babe. I'm all full of it. What you trying to say? No worries. Get your shit off. No, it's okay. It's all right. I love you for you. Shadi want to be a porn star while she was pregnant. My bad. Go ahead. Oh my god. How did we get here? She want to be sexy red for real. You see the picture, sexy red? <laughs> sexy. She trying to be in a bit of mirror. Hey did Nick, we get here? <laughs> do that. She want. <laughs> You want him to get my pregnancy picture and put sexy Reg's face on it? No, not that's pre- what you want to do. Her pregnant picture and put your face. <laughs> on. She won't be sexy Reg while she's pregnant. Turn around. You know, girls love that pose when they. Period. I actually just got a good pose like that. Period. I see you and Shelly put your ass up a little bit more. She killed a shot that. Baze, this ass is fat. Don't play with so you. Don't you play know with you. Me. Don't be photoshopping the ass, put it up a little more. This ass is fat with no Photoshop. Don't play with me. Yeah, it's is fat, babe. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till I can. Oh my god! <laughs> Smother my face and. <laughs> You're really <laughs> You're gonna face? stop it. Yeah. <laughs> What's in your cup? It. It's okay. No, no free promo. <laughs> no, no free promo. No free promo. What's in the cup? Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead, bro. Alex? Hey, man. Hey. How you, you know? I remember when we first met Alex. He was celibate. <laughs> <laughs> we still call Alex celibate. For, for day one. Yeah, he for was. day one. He was. For the day one. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was. That's wild. Jay, you're wrong for You know what's funny, though? I'm what's celibate funny? again. That's you good. know what's funny about celibacy? It's like, it sounds like a good thing, but you can be celibate anytime you want. Mm-hmm. I had sex yesterday. I'm celibate today. Hey, man. <laughs> You can say, you know what's the funny thing? I'm celibate again. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, man. Right on time. Niggas had some pussy this morning. (laughs) I'm celibate. I'll do anything with my pussy. That's what girls say. You can tell me. You police in my pussy? Police my pussy? Five hours, ten hours? No. Niggas said, I'm, I'm. I'm reborn again. Hey, man. That's crazy. I love well, it for you. What we got, bro? What we talking She's about? talking man? about accountability today. <laughs> <laughs> Flip it on y'all niggas. I'm going to spit my drink back in my cup. 
Accountability on who? Accountability in relationships. Jay grow up, that. bro. <laughs> yeah. You see? Right, right. You see? Right. Oh, Act like you got some sense. <sighs> you all right? There's no way. You okay? Proceed. <laughs> well, uh, again, inspiration for this episode. Jay actually found this clip. I uh, bet he did. <laughs> You were shady. We are friends. That's crazy. What happened to the bros over? Nah, we we are we in it. We in it. We are bros. I'm a every episode for like five weeks. You call me a hoe. Like no lie. You're talking about the six weeks plus. But he 12 say, weeks, thank you for 18 weeks you've been calling me a hoe. No, bro, over. He didn't finish it, though. Alex. I'm just saying. Mofos. Mm-hmm. Bros over motherfuckers. Now nah, I'm a motherfucker. Respect. Yeah. But we don't know that he was talking about... Yeah, what, right. I got the clip. Let's go. Let's see what we're talking <laughs> right. about. Um, oh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Everything okay? Are you well? Are you well? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Yo, well, you sent it to me? I did. All right, let's see what we got. Um, let me get my earphones, man. It's hot. Babe, can you pass, can you pass my? Yes, Thank you. And I just want to premise this by saying... What, Alex? In my research, uh-huh. I don't found I was looking up all types of studies around accountability and relationships uh-huh. and couldn't find nothing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that what? says something right there. There's no case studies on relationship accountability for real, for real. I Why? Used, I don't use Chat GPT. <laughs> Chat GPT <laughs> said they have no statistics available. I, I said, all right. Why? There's clearly something. <sighs> clearly, see, accountability is something that is not practiced across relationships by men and women, or there's no study. To a male friend of mine the other day. Oh no, I don't and like that. Though. Let's check it out. He told me that women don't apologize and oh, women can't be held accountable. And I began to really think deeply about this idea. And one of the things that came across my mind is in the last nine months or so of me being in my private practice, I have myself experienced many women, whether they came as in as a couple or they came by themselves, they uh, very abruptly discontinued their therapy. And I started to reflect and really think, you know, what was going on here? And I noticed that after I had to confront them about something, I had to bring to their attention something they were doing that wasn't contributing to the health of the relationship, they became very defensive Mm. and very, you know, just very harsh and they stopped coming. And even though the husband would continue to come, he made it very clear that, yeah, she won't apologize. She thinks you're wrong. She thinks you're taking my side. And I began to really reflect like, oh my gosh, is it true that women don't apologize? Mm -hmm. Is it that women struggle with being held accountable? Mm -hmm. I'd love your thoughts on this. Me personally, I think it has to do with a person's level of emotional maturity. What do you think? I didn't so catch I the, uh, the last part. She said that person's what of authority? Emotional maturity. Oh, emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what you think about that, man? What do you guys think? And I didn't send Alex that for... Uh, <laughs> 
I didn't send out of that for a topic. I just be sending him mad stuff. We got they got to do with relationships though. He do. So, oh. He do. He do. Okay. What you think about it? I'll go first. Sorry, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Go ahead, back. Go ahead, back. Hey, you go go first. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. gathering my thoughts. So go ahead. For real? Yeah. First of all, let's 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 be real. My woman apologized. Uh, oh, thank you for acknowledging me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think she means her apology all the time, but she apologizes. She and she takes. She makes effort for sure. So that part, yeah. However, the therapy part, I think we went to therapy three different times. The one guy, the one white lady, the one guy that wasn't both of us. That was just me. I don't think we seen a guy together. It was we seen two ladies. We did. Mm. We didn't see a guy together. Oh, that was just me. I think like you just seen a guy. Mm. Okay, so um, the one lady I think. I don't think you just you just ain't like her, but Ooh. it was a white lady. No, she just stopped talking to us. Remember? I think it was we too were, toxic for. Yeah, her. I think. It was too but then you cried the first. Time. <laughs> you was like, "Why are you telling my business, bro?" Oh my bad. Oh my bad. I, I did cry on that. I did cry on that therapy. He wasn't rocking with Shorty. That's why she was scared. She left. Oh, it was me. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's In why. all fairness, she was a therapist, and she, that was just corny. Like, just being honest, that was whack. Well, what it was was she. It. Was it, it I think. She was supposed to also get promo on the podcast, mm. but I think she probably had to do real work, and it was she wanted some more of a um, promotion, mm. like promotion through the podcast. But she got on there and was like, "Oh, you oh, need yeah. help, help." That is real. She probably wasn't even She's qualified like, yeah, for that conversation. Nah, this was there. I'm just a small high practice in a small time <laughs> city. Facts, but not nah, shout um, out to her though. <clears throat> so, but the conversation about accountability and like um, women. I'll be lying and say if I didn't say that we don't men have this conversation a lot, and we've kind of just accepted that women don't apologize. No, not apologize. What? Women don't really take accountability. Because even you told me like I feel like um, apologizing and taking accountability is two different things. Yeah, like yeah. apologizing is a part of taking accountability, but yeah, you can apologize and not really take yeah. accountability. So I would be lying, and I'm not about to sit up here and yeah. say face accountability it. is taking responsibility. Yeah. And I feel like uh, mm. a lot of times, not a lot, like more than more than not, it's hard to get a woman to take accountability mm. without them being defensive, uh, a lot of pushback. Just it's more so defense, a defense mechanism. To be honest. Mm. <sighs> um. So I'm trying to. Make sure I answer this um, from also my own experience and not just what I think from, like, other women, mm -hmm. et cetera. So from my own experience first, I will say that I can say that <laughs> there was times that I had trouble taking accountability. Um, I think. I, but, like, if we're looking for understanding for the reason, because I know the clip was like, you know, let's talk about it. Like, yeah, that's cool. I like you that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if we're, if I'm full of supposed to be taking accountability no, or, like, giving where I think it stems from. Go ahead. Okay. So I personally can say there was times that I struggled with taking accountability. Uh, I think there's two factors of why. Uh, the first factor I would say is that in 
previous situations, my apology being used or weaponized against me mm. uh, to enforce like some type of dominance or power. So therefore, it turns my 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 lack of accountability was more so an unhealthy, avoidable uh, protection. You know what I'm saying? It's more so like protecting. Like I need to protect myself uh, simply because I don't want to feel attacked or it to later be thrown in my face. You know what I'm saying? Not like a avoidant. It's more so like, am I really wrong or are you basically trying to do what you did last time? Basically, like do what you did last time, meaning like use it as like a dominance or, or or like some power against me. Meaning like say I apologize for something in the past and then later like there's another issue that I might have been right for. But you're like, nah, because see, last time you always this is what you always do. But this time I'm actually not wrong. So now it kind of puts me in a space of trying to figure out, am I really wrong or are you trying to? use this for your leverage not you mm -hmm. but in general i feel like that happens uh i've seen that actually happen a lot actually over my dating and relationship experience not with just you just with in general so there's times i do feel like okay apologize you're wrong and there's times it's like you know people using that as an excuse to say like <clears throat> i hate that like i actually experienced that with not even just a relationship with a job before like um i'll never forget uh with my job one of my job i got put on a pip i exceeded my pip did what i was supposed to do got off my pip if you know what a pip is you know you know you know performance improvement plan right um i got off my pip i did what i was supposed to do and two three years <coughs> later um I, got, I think i got uh in trouble at work again for the second time and my boss used the terms it's not the first time we had to speak about this, but this is a whole different situation. And it put me in instant defense because it's like, what are you talking about? This didn't even have nothing to do. Like my last problem didn't have nothing to do with this problem. And the reason why I say that, because I feel like sometimes like, you know, we're humans, we're prone to mistakes. If I've been with a job, I was with that job for five years and I'm gonna tie this in. I was with that job for five years. I only lacked or got in trouble for something two times. Mm -hmm. My first time was something completely different my second time. But my second time, it was like, I always got to talk to you. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, you don't. Like, I'm a human. I've worked here for five years. I'm prone to mistakes like anybody else, right? So I tie that into a relationship. I feel like relationships sometimes can hold a lot of records of wrongdoings. So, like, let's say, like, I did do something and I made a mistake. And I apologize for it. You know what I mean? And then uh, another time I make a mistake, whether it be months later or years later or whenever, and it's like, you always do. Now, instead of us taking accountability, I'm defensive. Because it's like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not always doing something. But again, so I feel like sometimes accountability, for me, it was hard for me to take in those situations. And that's not like putting it on something else. It's just trying to show you like, it's hard. My point to make is it's hard trying to hold accountability when being picked apart. You know what I'm trying to say? I think there's a certain way of communicating accountability and um, to tie it back in, like, to my job, right? So say it's on the second go-round and saying you always or I've always had to talk to you about something or et cetera, et cetera, it could more so be, you know, straight to the point, like, this is what you did that hurt me today. Or this is what you did that I didn't like that you did to me today. And I think it kind of keeps the focus of what the actual problem is so that I don't have to deter. So 
thing we talked about in like uh, two episodes back, you said something your mom said um, about getting in trouble at school. And <clears throat> the minute you, even if you were right, the minute you act out, that she no, no longer can defend you because now she has to correct the wrongdoings you do, right? It's kind of the same thing in reverse. Like, I can take accountability, but the minute that you now, like, attack my character, now I have to defend my character. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, instead of focusing on the wrongdoing and taking my accountability for this wrongdoing, I feel like it starts to become an attack on your character. And now it's like I have to defend my character because I made a mistake, but this is not who I am or this is not what it's portrayed to be. So that's why it's been hard for me in the past before to take some form of accountability. Um, the second one I will say is I think that, like, um, I think it comes from, like, an upbringing thing, too. Because I feel like, um, and I'm only speaking from women because although it's not that I don't agree with the post, I think that I personally think that men and women struggle with accountability. But according to the post, I just want to speak on through the post, just saying stating about women having um, hard time with accountability, and I agree that they do. And um, the reason why I think through upbringing, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of dishonesty. In my household, I, I'm not going to speak for nobody's household, where there was not a lot of people who said sorry. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, and I've talked about this before. Like, I'm really big on to my daughter. Like, if I do something wrong, I go and tell her sorry. And I say, hey, I'm sorry for that. Like, I was wrong for that. Like, or I like I yelled at you. I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. Or I go tell her sorry because I feel like if you don't show your children how to apologize for when they're wrong or at least admit when you're wrong, mm -hmm. you're kind of creating the same pattern. So I come from a household. My mom never admitted she was wrong for anything. So, like, for anything. And it's not to blame it on my mother because I'm grown, which is why I've taken my own patterns and steps to kind of do it a different way uh, so to make sure that I'm correcting my own patterns. But due to that, I feel like I subconsciously I'm unsubconsciously, excuse me, took on the same patterns. So it's not that I don't know when I'm wrong, but I don't know when I'm wrong because nobody ever admitted when they're wrong. So I don't, like, I spent a lot of time in my life figuring out what was wrong from right, if that makes sense, because the things that were wrong were never said out loud to be wrong. It's like in my feelings, I knew they were wrong, but nobody kind of validated that. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of had to be like, is this wrong or is it not wrong? Is it wrong or it's not wrong? So due to that, you kind of put up a, a shield of like, not everything goes, but everything goes. So I think two of those things for me is reasons why it's hard sometimes to take accountability because it's like, one, I have to, instead of, I'm trying to, I, I don't mind apologizing for if I was wrong, but I'm constantly finding myself to have to defend my character for it to kind of tower over who I am as a being. And then two, just having to teach myself that wrong is wrong and right from right and constantly having to show myself to make sure to say sorry in those spaces because I was never kind of shown that either. So that's what I would say from my end. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad that was you were able to yeah. acknowledge that. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, agree. Like definitely gave a lot of insight there. And mm -hmm. I think the whole time we were talking about what the – like lack of accountability and how we didn't you didn't see in your upbringing I, the topic really is accountability evolved because we talked mm -hmm. about accountability and you mm -hmm. mentioned like we talk about it and as far as men all the time but really want to kind of 
as you all have matured, what does accountability look like? Mm-hmm. You know, is accountability just saying you're right mm-hmm. or is it seeking to understand? Like, what does accountability truly look like? Because we know you're saying, is it saying, it's saying yeah. sorry? Is it, but like yeah. in the root of it is just justifying and taking, right. that was a great question. taking responsibilities for your actions, right? But <clears throat> in the standpoint of a relationship, right, that can mean a bunch of different things. Right. So what I've learned in my current relationship, because I can only speak for the relationship I am in now, um, I learned it, 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 it is saying you're right because you do have to validate the person's feelings. You have to tell them, not have to tell them you're right, but like, nah, you're right. Like, let them know that it, the problem exists and what they're saying matters, like, and it feels because that lets them know as well that you're wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think I think people shy away from being wrong sometimes, but like, what are we supposed to always be right? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and I think I started to find solitude in that. Um, so yeah, is letting them know they're right. But then I think the other side of it is understanding because you can't just tell them they're right if you don't understand. You know what I mean? So you kind of have it's kind of like a dual thing. Yes, you're right, and this is why I understand. And I also think it should be followed up with some form of like action of or a solution of how it won't happen again or how you would try to make sure it doesn't happen again or what you would or some type of plan of what you will do to make it better because I think another form of accountability outside of responsibility is or what's a part of responsibility is how do you change it like change behavior you know what I'm trying to say how do we change this behavior of what I did to wrong somebody um and that's what evolve accountability looks like for me because I can't say like I'm pretty sure like and, <clears throat> you know, I'm not taking away, you know, my reasonings for not being with people in the past. But what I can say is I'm sure that there, you know, like, you know how you leave previous relationships is like they did, they did, they did. I'm sure there were some things that I did. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they probably would have loved to hear that from me as well. Because, you know, you spend a lot of time like, no, you did this to me, you did this to me. And it's a really victimized mindset. And I think I spent a lot of years I started probably one relationship just like kind of blaming, not blaming, but victimizing myself from, you know, certain relationship. But I had my own parts I played in too. Like just like any relationship, even friendships that might have ended, I had my own part I played in too. So, you know, um, I feel like if any, even, even if disconnections happen, acknowledging how they felt and, you know, just action or responsibility behind it. Yeah. No, I definitely think, I would agree. Like, I feel like the best apology is change behavior, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I think even myself, can't really speak for other men, but I'm someone who, in in our definition, would be technically have a hard time taking accountability because I'm good with at the front end. Like, I've always been good at, like, just acknowledging and, like, yeah, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't mean it, but it's another part of it, right? And you got to... Just be self-aware to acknowledge that, right? And I think just being bad at it, I guess, the advice I would give is to be consistently intentional with it, change changing your behavior, right? Because mm-hmm. if we're having a conversation and, and I apologize and I take responsibility, I take accountability, I did that in that moment. But I forget about it once the conversation is done. And again, I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm not doing it because I don't care. I really do mean... I apologize. I really do mean that I was wrong. But sometimes we are slave to our, our um our patterns, 
right? So because I'm so used to doing these things, it's hard for me to get unused to doing it because that's naturally who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for me to explain that and say that, but putting in the work to change it, right? Like I can probably could edit with my eyes closed by at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like some people who do engineering that can, they can put the keys, they, they know the, the shortcuts by heart. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what they do on a regular. It got to be the same thing with your apology if you really want to change your behavior. Because what they say is it's, um, it's, it's seven days. days to, the, the, 21 the, days to create a new habit. Yeah, but is how long does the stop, the break it? You know what I'm saying? I like think it's 21 days as well yeah, to start a new habit, yeah. Yeah, it's like 21 days to start a new habit, right? But like it's, easy to, it's easier to break it, whatever it can right. be, right? Mm-hmm. Same with your apologies. So I can also add and say, yo, nah, to be honest, I'm bad at that as well if we want to be technical. Yeah, I would acknowledge it 100%. But how, how soon am I going to be doing the same thing, even if it's mm-hmm. by mistake? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I definitely think it's, like, just being intentional with your behavior and, like, really putting in the work to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just since you brought up the habit, um, I remember I was reading, well, both of them, Power of Habits and Atomic Habits, right? And what I found that was interesting is it's hard to break a habit if you don't replace it. Mm. You know, and I think a lot oh. of times when we are doing things that like affect another person, it's hard for us because you haven't replaced it with something else. Your mind automatically goes back to that's the, crazy. the habit. And that's what you're used to. Exactly. You know that's what I mean? So crazy. it's like you it's subconscious. Like you don't have to think about this. This is muscle memory at this point. Wow. And this is a part of who we are. So now it's like to get to a place to be. I mean, staying in that position of accountability for that person because what you're doing is affecting that person. You literally have to replace it with what that person is asking. And that takes, I mean, there's different numbers here, but some people say it takes 30 to 60 days Mm. and others say 21 days. So unlearning something is harder in a sense than Mm. creating something new, but especially if you're just trying to just flat out, just stop doing one thing without switching to another. Mm. Um, On that note, it was uh it's just interesting that we're having this conversation because uh, again this this conversation came from me reading uh Bishop TD Jake's book Disruptive Thinking. I've been listening to his book, his book is great. And he was talking about how like sometimes accountability uh, we think we're holding ourselves accountable, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he was like talking about like an absent father. And he was like, sometimes people think like an absent father is being like not in the household or things of that nature, but he was basically using how we can justify certain things in our mind because we're doing one thing when it's really the other. Like work. Like, yeah. So being a workaholic, you're not home. You're not going to your kids' games. You're not able to show up for certain things. But so often we tell ourselves like, well, I got to provide, you know what I'm saying? I I gotta I gotta provide or I gotta I gotta do this because this is this is what I'm my role and my title. But at the same time, there is a consequence from it. And I wrestled with that a little bit, especially on the providing side, because I would I would qualify myself as a workaholic. Jay and I we we relate on this, but then so often I was like, dang, you know, how often do I sit down and, and talk to my folks? How often do I make a, these calls? And I'm am I being absent while being present physically, but absent emotionally? So just wanted to see your take on on something in that capacity. That's, yeah, I know. We talked about this uh, not too long ago. We had mentioned something about church. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you justify? Like, what is justifiable, mm-hmm. right? And you just got to be able to live with that, right? Because 
if it's not a hard, if it's not a big enough consequence for you, are you really going to stop, or do you care enough to do it? Right. Yeah. So just thinking about that, um, I just think we got to be okay. We got to. You got to have a mental note of what you're okay with, mm. right? Are you okay with just being a deadbeat father who was there? I'm not okay with that, right? So for me, I try to make sure that I'm at Amaya's, all her things, right? Even if I schedule an interview on a day I might forget, that's my loss, right? But I'm 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 okay with sacrificing an interview, even if it's like one of my biggest ones, for being there for Amaya because I never had that, right? This is I never really had this this conversation, but that's something that I'm okay with doing, right? And that has a lot to do with who I am because of my upbringing and things like that. So if I schedule an interview, right, I know I want to be a man of my word. But now if I miss schedule, I got to come to the table and weigh my options. Do I want to look like a guy that broke his word from a guest? Mm. <laughs> or do I not want to be there for my daughter? I'm going to have to be the villain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Unless it's like something like, I don't know. If, if it's not a serious parade, I don't know. It just, some things, are, I've done it. Like, yeah, I'm going to just have to reschedule. And if I can't, that's my loss because I should have been more attentive. You know what I'm saying? So it's things you can do to to prevent these things. Again, be more intentional. Uh, make sure you, everything is up to par. Things like that. Like, just be have your schedule right. I'm not really, I'm not really that good at those things. So I lose in other ways. So if I'm not, I know I'm not missing this. You know what I'm trying to say? If that makes sense. So something no. is just weighing what's more important to you. I hope that answers the question. Like, I just feel like, and and, and if you if that's who you are, then that's just, you just got to own it. Just own it. I, I, I don't know. Did that make sense? I thought you were about that. No. Repeat to me the question again. So make sure. Well, essentially, like. Or just like a small sum. You know what I mean? Being accountable for, like, your intentions versus. Mm. like what actually happened mm. and like what he did, was describing in the mm. book is like somebody will say like I'm just providing for my family mm-hmm. but now you're absent because you're working four or five jobs yeah. but then again it's a case by case situation because maybe you have to work those four yeah. or five jobs yeah. um, and maybe you might have to be okay with that though you feel I me? mean I'd rather provide for my kid than be here for, mm-hmm. and it might sound bad but you just gotta live with it yeah it's a it's a <sighs> It's a, that's that's a sticky scenario in general because, you know, I think like a lot of our parents, our generation parents probably feel that way. Like, you know, they're in a very different generation, like where now it's so many ways to get money that they didn't have. So a lot of them were working two jobs, working graveyard shifts and working jobs they didn't want to work. And I'm sure, you know, being with their kids probably was a better way, but they chose to work. And I feel like now in our society, you know, I see a lot of things like, bro, I'm choosing my kids before I choose a job because you can't get that time back, whatever. So I feel like, you know, it really just depends what type of parent you are. You know what I mean? And like, you know, Jay, you say you do have to live with it, but it's not that you have to live with it. Your kids will live mm. with it. You know what I mean? And I think like, um, you mm. know, I was talking to uh, my brother when he was here visiting and, you know, he was telling me how he turned down a job that was going to pay him really a lot of money but it was out of state from his son and I was just thinking I was like damn we're di- we are this generation really are different type of parents because we really will sacrifice money dreams all type of things for our kids and it's not even like a sacrifice it's more so like we are really willing to do that so 
we pay it forward so they are actually okay so they can continue to carry the torch and things like that um so it's it's, it's really i think it really depends on what type of person you are really you know what i mean um i don't think I don't want to call anybody wrong for doing whatever way they choose. It's really your choice. You know what I'm saying? I just can only speak for the type of parent I am, um, you know, and the type of parent I, I strive to be. You know, what I will say is as a child to a parent who did have to do that, did it affect me? Absolutely. You get what I'm trying to say? Did I Do I wish that we had more memories and more times? Absolutely. Um, does it challenge our relationship now? Absolutely. Um, and do I wish it was different? Absolutely. And being that type of child, I do not want my child to say that about me, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if people are okay with that, that's okay. I'm just not okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Do I, you know, I, I don't want to speak on nobody on how they do things. I can only just say that I'm just personally not okay with it and because I'm a product of it. You know what I mean? So, But like, let's go back to your brother, right? I think yeah. that speaks to the to the evolution of, us as people and what we have, right? So, for example, back in the day, our parents might didn't have um, the, the the choices that we had or the um, mm -hmm. the options that we had. Think about it. Your brother has a pretty good job now, right? Mm -hmm. Or he had a pretty good job then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do I need to make double? No. I would like to. So now that the option of having to just survive is not on the table. That's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so like, I don't have to make that decision. Now, when you put somebody in a situation where they have to, right, they don't have another choice, that's a that's a harder decision to make. Not mm -hmm. saying what he did wasn't stand up. It was still stand it was it was stand mm -hmm. up for real. But it's like you gotta look at the options that we have. We have more options now, right? I think about it like this. I'm not willing to sacrifice what I love to do for nobody. Now, on my way there. Will I make some adjustments? For sure. Right? It might look different. Like, yeah, I might not host at the club every, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it looks different. I'm not sacrificing my my dreams for nobody, though. Even my kid got to come along with me. Now, will I make some adjustments? Like, all right, I can't record at, at any given time during the day. Of course, it's different. It comes with growth. All right, I might have Tuesdays and Wednesdays. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, maybe I get a bit. You know what I'm saying? It, it's things that you put into place to, to change it. Right, so I think that plays in the part, and let's just let's let's go like even deeper for our conversation for sake of us. Like, um, we're not really talking about this, but I don't think we want Alani and baby, uh, uh and um, childcare, child right? I think right. I, I would, but with but understanding that's not what we want. It's other sacrifices that come, right? So I might have to work harder, so shall they don't have to work, right? That might take some time away from me, but I know my, my woman is there now. My children probably look at me. It's crazy how the, it, it, it continues to affect, but I know that at least my my child didn't get the love from somebody else. It still came from in the house, mm. and I can only pray that they will understand that. You get what I'm trying to say? So like it, it's it's always a, it's just always this 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 ripple effect of it causing something. I talked to Jess Hilarious, and she was like, "Bro, I'm on the road working, and I can't sometimes I can't make my son games," and it's like. Look at us as the, the position we're in. Look how hard of a choice that is. Because look, the opposite side, the other end of being at the games is us not living the way we live in. And you love that too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You really never know. You can be there 100% for your child and they That's still tough. end up 
whoever they want to be, we know that. All we can do is just pray that they feel the love that we give them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that we do the best that we can do. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's just that's just the That's real. That's real. I feel like it's definitely no one wrong. I don't want to say that's what I don't ever say anybody wrong for whatever type of parenting they have to do and doing what they have to do. You know what I'm trying to say? Because it, you know, life is hard for everybody. Like at the end of the day, and you know, I come from a generation. You know, uh, Alex, you may attest to this, where you know a lot of our family used to send their kids back home, be here working in the states. You know, I went to my mom sent me to Jamaica for a year so that she could work, and you know, send her kids, you know, back to their her home country. So that she could work here and we could have a place to stay and stuff so she could stack and stuff. You know, it's it's a, it's a lot of sacrifices um, on a mother because I can't really imagine sending my kids anywhere. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy because it's like, was my mom wrong for her? I can't say it because she had to work and do what she had to do. She had no help. But then it's like me personally, I, I couldn't see myself leaving my kids for more than two days anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, it's so much. Like, if, it really is. It's a lot. It's if a lot. I can. And this is, again, self-development. I hope I don't bore you guys with this, but I feel like we got to do a, just a better job as becoming a... And I, we got to do a better job in becoming adults. Just understanding, right? We so quick to judge. But not understand when you point the finger, you got mm -hmm. three point back at you, and sometimes your, your thumb might curve, so you might have four, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding that, like, just understand that, like, you don't know what you would have done in a situation until you be there. Mm -hmm. For example, people are like, man, that's my brother. I'll take a bullet for him. Boy, mm -hmm. you say that until that gun comes out. You don't know what bro. you would do, right. right? So we gotta be careful with that. And I and 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 I and and I don't wanna say suggest. That sounds so like authoritarian. Um I would highly recommend for everybody, if you don't have a relationship with your parents, to talk to your parents. Like I talked to my moms not too long ago, and it was one of the greatest feelings ever. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, what I do. What my mom's did coming up? No, but I had to get that experience from her because mm -hmm. I, I know how I didn't like that. But I will, what I could say is my mom's loved me to death. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she loved me and I, I, I could never, I could never, ever deny her of that, right? Did it hurt coming up? Of course. It hurt really bad. But if, like, who am I to not forgive you? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, like, who, who am I? Like, you did the best you could. Mm -hmm. And I and, and 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 I appreciate you for that, and I love you through that, because a lot of times we just so judgmental that we can't see past our own nose. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we're so we like we're so self, I don't know the word, full of ourselves mm -hmm. that we can't see past our our nose. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, bro, put yourself in that shoe. You don't know. I I want to add to everything that you're saying because um, I often say. And I, I think I talked about this on my on the podcast before. I didn't know my dad until I was 18. Mm. Like, I was in the house with my dad, but I did not know him until I was an adult mm. at that point. Because my dad worked three jobs until I was 21. So a lot of times when I was leaving to go to school, he was either gone before I woke up, and when he came back, I was asleep. Mm. So it was ironic because a lot of times, like games, things like that. My dad, my dad never went to mm -hmm. the games or anything. My mom did, though. And it's crazy because for the same reason that, like, I'm close to my dad was why I kind of had problems with my mom for a long time. Because my mom had to be the authoritative figure because my dad wasn't there. Mm. And I always asked myself, like, damn, why is she so tough on me? Um, and he would just be, he's chilling. He's tired most of the days. Like, so he's not worried about it. But when I started to actually have conversation with my father and, and my mom, too, 
it was just like, wow, you all came here to give us a dream, literally your dream. And we talked about this, I think, a few few episodes ago. When I went back home to Haiti, that's when everything became full circle mm. because I saw where they came from. And in that moment, it's like, okay, so this is why you're the way that you are. This is why you're, you, you move this way. But then more importantly, um, what I also realized is like you can come from the same place, be in the same household, have the same opportunity, same 24 hours, and do totally different things. Mm-hmm. And I had to hold myself accountable in that sense because I used to blame my parents for a lot of things that would go wrong. Mm. If I would have had this, if I would have did this, if you would have did this differently. And I had to realize like based off of where they came from, I gave them so much more grace. So align with what y'all said. My mom never, like, they didn't send anybody back, but my dad came four or five years later, and it was just my mom and three kids before I was even born. And I, my mom always, my sisters always used to look at my dad like, bro, why aren't you here? But the reality was, he can't get his papers. Mm. So this is something that's outside of his control, but in their mind, you abandoned us for those years. And then when you came here, work, 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 where you at? But in his mind, he was like, bro, I lost four years. Now I'm making it up as a man. Mm. And that was hard for me to hear because I was like, bro, as a man now in my adult age, I feel you. Like, if I was in the same position, I I absolutely understand where you're coming from. So when we talk about that standpoint of accountability, I agree with you. When you you really get context. And the problem is, though, I think the generation before us, it's hard for them to have those conversations. It's hard for them to be able to be in a position... It took years for my dad to be like, you know what? And I'll, I'll give you another example. There was infidelity. And I remember one time, it took forever for my dad to say what happened in that relationship, mm. in their relationship. I just remember them fighting all the time. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Y'all tripping. And then randomly, bro, my dad, one day we were in the car and he was just like, bro, don't ever do what I did. I'm 26, 27. Like, bro, what? But in that moment, I was like, dang, bro, how did you get here? What, but now I'm understanding my mom because at first I was like, Mom, why are you always beefing? Why are you? I don't even understand her pain. But now I'm getting more context. So I think in regards to accountability, especially with like parents and understanding, to be vulnerable. And I think being vulnerable with children is hard because we were talking about this in the beginning. You don't ever want you don't want your partner to hold it against you, but you also don't want your child to hold it against you too. And kind of wanted to speak to that because you're both her parents, like being vulnerable with your kids. Um, mm, I'm not gonna lie. This little conversation is a little triggering for me because I'm just not there yet. I'm mm. what you mean? Not, like I just don't have to like you know like I'm you know I, my mom just doesn't have a lot of conversations that you know I feel like she owes me. You get mm. what I'm trying to say? So sorry. I just don't have that. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I don't carry the same level of grace. A lot of people do not even grace i do have grace like let me scratch that i have enough grace as i feel like i'm given um i'm sorry i'm not there yet like i don't have those conversations with my mom because my mom shies away from a lot of things of conversations i'm old so due to that i'm very vulnerable with amaya like you know i'm very Talk to Amaya about everything, and I make sure she understands what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I make sure she understands, like, 
anything I possibly can control in my control. Like anything I can tell her because I just like like I low key like I have a lot of resentment for my mom because the conversation she's never had that I had to kind of just tell myself my own stories. Like you know what I'm saying? Like or just even to this day, just certain things. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so I don't really have that. How I say like. I have grace, like, you know, I have a relationship with my mom, and I love my mom to death. Like, anybody know, like, I, I love this type, like, you know, there's so many things I love about my mom, but there's so much, like, I just don't understand to this day, and she's just not open to it, so I just kind of let it be because I don't want to stress myself into feeling like I have to force her to be accountable. So I just don't, like, you know, I let that go because it just puts a lot of stress and it weighs heavy on me, so it's for me to progress in life, I have to accept apologies. I'm never going to get. It's hard to do. Keep up it. <clears throat> mm. So, like, this conversation is a little triggering for me because I do love my mom, but I just don't got the, like, I don't really, like, I just, I have a lot of, my tolerance is a little lower for me Saying like, oh, like I understand my parents. Um, my tolerance is just low. Like when it's like, oh, I understand what my pop parents do. I understand what my mom went through. I do. Like my mom went through a lot. Like she really a, a warrior. She a soldier for real. However, it's also my mom's job to have a certain level of accountability in her life and a certain amount of maturing. But I, that's where I've learned that it doesn't matter the age. Some people will never meet that level, you know what I'm saying, of maturity, of potential, you know what I'm saying? That's where I learned it from. Like, I, you know, I used to think, like, eventually, like, it'll come. But, and it may still, like, I'm just not there. Like, and I'll be honest to say, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. Like, and I just, I think that I, I mean, due to that, I, I care for my kids in a different way. Like, but it's almost like, uh, you know, like, I remember I had to go to therapy for Amaya, because I had so much anxiety. Like, you know, I went to foster care when I was 10. So, like, up until Amaya turned 11, I had so much anxiety that something bad would happen and I would lose my kid up until she was 11 years old, bro. I struggled with that shit for so long. Like, so I had to, like, every day, like, if I like if, if I called, I don't get an answer from who was watching her. If I called, she ain't answer. Like, I would literally get a knot in my throat, like... You know, I think one day me and Jay dropped her off at like practice and I think I looked away too fast and I didn't fully visibly see her walk through the door and my throat clammed up like I like I couldn't breathe. Like it was like, you know, I went to therapy and, you know, that's when they told me like I struggled from like anxiety disorder, but it was from what I went through. Like, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, so it's like because of that, like I have like these attachments to my kids like and I like I. I need to know where they are. I need to know what's going on. Like, I don't know. I, like, I have to know everything. I like, I need to know everything my daughter going through. Like, I need to know. Like, I'm, like, me and Amaya are very close. And, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure, like, every kid, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you probably have, you know, um, you know, there's things you can't control. Like, you know what I'm saying? A kid might just be unhappy. They spoiled. They could be unhappy. Like, but I pride myself. What I will say is. Me and Amaya are very close. Like, I I watch the way she moved. Well, I know something going on in a blink of an eye. 
And I talk to her all the time because I need to know what's going on because I don't want to miss nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm scared to miss anything. And because of that, like, I think, like, that's why it kind of messes up my grace with my mother because because I have that relationship, I'm like, how could you not? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand. That. Like, and I, I wish I had that level of patience. Like, you know that, you know, Jay has a lot of patience with his mom. I'll be honest, like Jay's mom triggers me into feelings that I have for my mom. And I've told Jay that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, but I like I, I appreciate watching him have the patience with his mom because sometimes I say to myself, like, I wish I had that patience with my mom, but I just don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still working through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, like I said, if you see me on my mom today, like a lot of people who follow my gram, they love when I post my mom because me and my mom cool. Like she's a good, like she's a sweetheart. Like, you know what I'm saying? But there's just levels to our relationship that are so concealed that I don't like I like I try to have the conversation I've tried to like and it's just like cool like I don't need it's cool if it's closed off to you like I'll lock like I'll throw away the key however it prevents me from that level of you know growth you know what I'm trying to say in our relationship of feeling like I understand like you know what I'm saying like I understand what she's been through and I, I, sim- I empathize with her but there's other parts that of conversations that I feel like we should have had and we never had that prevents me from the growth of feeling like I get it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, cause I just don't like, you know what I'm saying? like I do, but I don't like, if that makes sense, like I do, but I don't know. So. No, I mean, that's, it's real. Um, no, I wish I had the words to um to say to like express um like my sorrow. I don't know the exact words to say. But I would say I think the conversation does help though. So even if like she's not open to having it, if you could initiate it, even if you don't feel like you ha- you like you need to as your 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 your, your job, I think just having a conversation is just so much more worth it than waiting, if that makes sense. Right. Right now, like, what I do is, like, like, I, I got one mom, you know what I'm trying to say? So I still try to, I still try to keep a level relationship because at the end of the day, I only get one mom. And I would hate for something to happen because, you know, my mom's getting older and things like that and that we don't have a relationship. So the relationship that we have now is solely riding on my back. So due to that, like I'm being honest, like I'm just not there yet where I feel like I have to be the one. Like I'm wait like it's it's weird to say that I'm waiting for my mom to be a mom, but like I'm already carrying that on my back, nurturing the relationship, making sure we have this relationship, making sure we create memories, making sure, you know what I'm saying, we keep a level of communication. You get what I'm trying to say? So that's all me and I've done that and you know, like you know, I, like my best friend, we've been best friend for over 20 years. And it's my best friend had to tell me, like, she's the only one, like, she, like, I love my best friend so much. Shout out to Kayla. Like, my best friend, we met while I was in foster care when I was in fifth grade. And we've been best friends since. And, um, you know, she's literally the only one who understands to the capacity, like, that that's not my job. And I think a lot of times, like, we take on so much of the burden of our parents, but it's not my job. And, my younger self always needs to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's not my job. Like, mm-hmm. re- respectfully, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, and, and, and granted, we can take up other jobs. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like I could take on the job, but it's not my job. So, you know, I feel like I'm doing the best I can with the relationship and the um what I was given. Um, and I kind of just let it like I've tried. You know what I'm trying to say? And I've tried multiple times. Like you gotta understand, I'm grown now. Like I'm real grown. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, seventh. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so I'm at a point where I'm just appreciating what I do get. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. But it doesn't mean that I have a side that still yearns for that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I just appreciate what I get out of it. You know what I'm saying? And then it's also like, you know, I, I'm grown, so I understand, like, what being a parent takes. And I do understand what she's been through. So it's like I, I'm forced to have a certain type of sympathy for her. Like, damn, she's been through a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just give her that grace. She, she, she don't know how to say it. But what about all the shit I've been through due to you being through what you went through? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been through a lot of shit, too. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So, And I'm doing the work. You know what I'm trying to say? So every day I wake up and I choose to do the work. So, you know, like, I, it's hard. Like, it's hard. Like, I give her a lot of grace. You know, it's crazy because, um, and I could be wrong in my observation, but you know how, like, sometimes, like, it's... You know how they say the best, um, the best revenge is like uh, success. Success, right? And like sometimes it's hard to be mad at something when like you still lit. If that makes sense, I think like cause my mom's not being there for me hurt. Like you feel like like not. I didn't mean to say it like that. My mom's being absent. It hurt. You feel me? Like she never really came to a lot of my football games and things like that. But um, I didn't have a child at 18, right? Uh, so I still was able to find my way. Mm-hmm. So I was. I, so I think a lot of my patience and empathy comes from me being. Yeah, I, I wanted to play football at one point, one point in time, and I think a, a big part of that, to be honest, I didn't have the support of my moms mm-hmm. because I found success in so many different things. It was like. I didn't necessarily have to blame my mom. I'm not saying that's her, your, your, your thing. It's just, I don't know, that's why I think it's a little different because when I have a child, that's not, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw success in other things. So it was like, yeah, if anything, it motivated me to be better, right? Even if that's not, that's, it, I shouldn't have to have my mom not be there to motivate me to be better. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, so it was like, it's easier. But what I would say, it definitely hurt. And, um, shit, it hurt so bad that when I had the conversation with my moms, I, I, I cried by myself because, like, I wanted that so much. Like, I love my moms. I wish we was, like, at one point in time, we was best friends. Like, it was so long ago, and, and it's, it's crazy because even the, when I say that, the people, the times that people are thinking, it wasn't that before that. So people probably thinking, like, teenagers, no. Like, it was before that. It's just I remember it. Like, that's how much I remember it. But yeah, I also you'll remember. You'll never forget that. Yeah. yeah, but I also remember that those times when we were close, it was a lot of pain in that, Right. A lot of things I wanted to do that she wouldn't do. A lot of things that I had to endure and I had to tell her to this day. Like, yo, sometimes I'm expressing my stories on, on my platform. It's not to put you down. It's just to tell people about me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not trying to, because she, she watched it and she like, she called me all the time. Like, can you tell people about what I did do and, and the good things? And like, my, I never experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you know that I used to do this and that? My, I didn't experience that. That was, that was before me. So I can't express my experience about you, and I understand you're a good person, but I can't tell people what I don't know. 
I only know about this side. And um, so yeah, like I definitely feel you, babe. I, um, I think I speak about it. Like it hurt. Like I um, I wish I could have had that time. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's like maybe it's a man or woman. It's just like it hurt in times. You get what I'm saying? But it's just like. I think it's different, like, because I do have children, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And even before Alani, I still had Amaya. So it's like, it is a reminder, mm -hmm. like, every day, like, when you got to get up, show up, depressed, sad, sick, and you still got to show up, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, my, and that's why I said, like, I'm not judging nobody at all, but my bones won't let me, like, not show yeah. up for my kids you know what i'm trying to say and that's not to judge nobody i'm just saying in general like you know what i'm saying like and even if we without we together you know if we you know what i'm saying like or, if, or not even without like i'm always close like you know what i'm saying so it's hard for me to like understand some things about my mom like or or even just the fight in me like whatever is going through like i'm fighting like what? to to give to be to do all I can do like you know what I'm trying to say it's I don't know and to add like you're it's kind of like you're still stuck with it and that's what I was saying I was trying to be careful with my words but like hypothetically let's say I didn't have the success I had with my podcast right I I still mention DTLR but I'll be resentful of them because I seen no success after that right with you it's like your childhood kind of stopped at 18 because you had to become an adult like you had to become a parent you ain't had nobody to help support you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you see that every day, yep. right? So I say for me, it was different because after football, I saw success in this, saw success in that. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's one of the things that really hurt me at the time. Like, I had to damn near stop playing football. Of course, a part of it was like, I was pledging and shit like that. But it was it was so much it was so much more to the story that people don't even know. It's, I didn't have the real support. Like, I got to work at, I have to work to pay my rent because I don't have somewhere to stay because my moms don't ain't provide this lifestyle for me to be able to just focus on school. That hurt at a time. But because I saw success in, in the fraternity, right? I was very popular in that. Because I saw success in hosting, right? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like when you, if I didn't see success in that and I'm just constantly living on what is, what is, it, the pain and resentment would be way different from my mother. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, um... First and foremost, uh, thank you to you both, like for just being consistently being vulnerable on this platform. And I truly do believe that as we are having this conversation, that healing is taking place, not just for everybody in the room, but people that are watching that have gone through and experienced the same things that you all have experienced. You know, and not to keep on going back to quoting the book, but what we're talking about is fences that people place around us, right? Mm -hmm. And like the the need to jump over those fences, and one of the fences that you really had to overcome was being that mother for your child once that opportunity presented itself. And now it's like I refuse to be caught into the fence that I have to be this person and go put my child through the things that I went through. I'm breaking this barrier. Actually, I'm not just jumping over. I'm breaking through it so that my child never has to experience it, and vice versa. Because of the things that you have gone through. Alani and I will never know those troubles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so often the things that we go through shapes how we handle. Sometimes it's, it's well, most of the time it's to our benefit, you know, and then there's other things that we have to unlearn and, you know, like the anxiety and what you talk about. But there's also a healing aspect that generationally 
this is a generational blessing that I'm now passing down mm. because I am I have overturned and fought this generational curse. Now I still carry it and I still have to work through it, but you will never have to face this trauma because I I stopped it right here. And I think accountability, even though it's not something that I it hurt when I heard this um years ago and my therapist said it. But they're like, trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. Facts. And I think that was some of the hardest things to realize. It's like, oh, I have to be, even though something happened to me that was not outside of my control, you I, I am accountable for healing through this. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing that I've ever had to, to face. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, what do you mean this person gets to go and live their life? And I'm still, like, the wounds are here. I'm bleeding but I got to stitch this up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, my walk with crisis is so important because I was like, okay, I can't do this on my own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and through that journey to have the forgiveness, to have the, the the patience, to have the understanding with the parent, full transparency, the reason why I was able to, outside of them telling that, it was God, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that really is why I continue to have my relationship is because, like, there's other things that I haven't mentioned, but when I really started to see where I fell short, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. I'm not a parent. You you have a completely different standpoint from me because you've already walked those shoes. You've walked in those shoes and you've seen how I could move differently. Um, but like through my walk, it's just like, okay, how do I, how do I heal, bro? Mm. How do I heal this, this trauma and realizing that dang, even though that, like, again, I, I have to echo this, like the, uh, the responsibility of healing. Cause it's like, I can be stuck in this place, bleeding and dying. Or I can pick myself up, stitch myself up, and keep moving. Um, and that was tough. I'm not gonna lie, that was tough. I think it's just a lot of it's he- like it's heavy breaking the barrier. Mm-hmm. Like it's just heavy, and like and even like when I sit here and I think about it, like I don't, I don't even think it. Like of course I'm crying because it hurt. I, I think I cry because it's heavy mm-hmm. because I've accepted it a, a long time, not a long time ago, but. Recent long time ago, I should say, right? Because it's been years, but it's still heavy. Like, it does, like, healing and breaking generational curses. Like, even, like, my cousin, when uh, Jay proposed and she was like, you know, we got to go all out because you're the first woman in our family to get married. Wow. That's it. Uh-huh. And I thought back to the lineage of women in my family, bro. Like, I can't, like, it goes back. You know what I'm trying to say? And, like, and it's not just like me. It's like my mom doesn't have a good relationship with her mom. Her mom doesn't have a good relationship with her. Mm-hmm. It's so many. Like I feel like I sit in so many. Like it's like I'm dragging my ancestors back. Like you know what I mean. Like and it's heavy. Like and I think that's why. Like it makes you like it's heavy. Like you know. So I, I said that to my moms. So my, I'm not. I don't have a, a real big relationship with my um mother side of the family because she ain't have a really good relationship with her moms, right? Mm. And like they kind of exiled her and treated her like the black sheep. Mm. And I told my moms, I said, "Mom, the same thing that hurt you with your fam- family, you unconsciously did the same thing with me." Now look, like, and I know that hurts because like, you know, she just wasn't her mother's children. Like she was the one of right. And she never really had a good relationship with her. And uh, I remember, like, we moved out of the projects. I always said this, right? This is, to this day, one of the only places that was stable with my moms, to this day. Hmm. We moved out of the projects. 
to a house by Morgan. Nice house. You know that community. Mm. And because my my grandmother was uh, about to pass or whatever, and my mom wanted to, she didn't want to uh, her to pass and them not have a good relationship. So she moved to help take care of her. She passed. My uncle ended up putting me up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like me up. My mom's had to stay. But at that time, I guess, I, and I asked her, like, yo, why? You just, I would never, like, nobody could ever put my daughter out, my child out, and I not go with them, right? And she was like, she was doing, but anyway, she was just doing the best that she could. Make a long story short, because it's like you unconsciously treated, or not treated me, but your habit or what hurt you, it caused you to be the same person that somebody was to you. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. But hurt like, people hurt people, man. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, um, I don't even know. It's like, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a touchy <clears throat> conversation. Nah, it is. And then like, I think the biggest like thing that probably like stuck with me, like, to just even like keep making sure like I stay on. Oh, you gotta, it? you gotta um, push it. We broke it, so yeah, you gotta. You wanna fix it? <laughs> no, no, no. Just like hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah, that's the um, the camera that uh. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Did I accidentally kick down the floor? <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> That's broke accountability right there. Look, that's accidentally accountability. Accidentally kicked on the floor. The camera out damn broke. I did accidentally do it, though. But I did it. It was an accident. Though. Yeah. That's, a, that's accountability, though. Yeah, it was an accident. But Jay was like, that I damn broke. That's what he was at. I broke it. But yeah, man, it's, it's, this conversation is yeah. definitely tough. Yeah, but I think one thing that really stuck with me, though, is like, damn, I really got to make sure, like, my whole lineage is different. You know, both my parents was in jail. My mom and my dad. My mom did five years. My dad did. My dad in jail right now, so he's been in jail my and all my whole life. That's not funny, but I laugh because I wanted to say originally that he got out and he went back in. So, but I read a statistic. It was the first time in my life. I think I, this was like in the recent years, probably like two years ago. I read a statistic that if both your parents are in jail, you actually do to be in jail. Mm. I said what? Like well, I never you. know that. Like I didn't know. Like it's statistically proven. That if both of your parents are in jail or incarcerated, that you will eventually be in jail by the time I think like you're 18 or 25. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a scary, scary, scary place to be. Like, I was like, I can't imagine, you know what I'm saying, having children. That's where I'm supposed to be. So that's really what made me like, nah, like, that's crazy because I am a product of two parents who went to jail. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't even know that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. A lot of people meet me think I'm just like this girl from Montgomery County. Like, I'm like, who do y'all think I am? Because I must care myself well. Because no, like both my parents did jail time. And, you know, just hearing that like out loud, like sometimes like, bro, like that's insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I used to say all the time, like, I was like, I used to be like, I'm raised by the jungle. Like, y'all don't even know, like, I really raised outside like I'm really raised outside so you know just to not be in jail and um you know my daughter asked me Amaya me and Amaya have conversations every time I pick her up from school because you know she in high school now and we be talking about stuff and I be telling her about just being in the wrong places in the wrong time 
and, you know, learning how to exit herself, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, jail is not a place you want to be or whatever. She was like, Mommy, have you ever been in a jail? So I was telling her about the time when I was 14 that I went to jail for, like, breach of peace. Like, uh, um, it was like a Disorderly conduct? It was like a breach of... It was called breach of peace. Mm. Like, so it's basically I was... It was like a crime in Connecticut... It was a crime. A lot of people, if you don't know, you know. But I'm originally from Connecticut before I moved to the DMV. I moved to DMV when I was like 15, 16. And when I was 14, uh, there was a crime scene going on. But it was on one way. It's the only way I used to be able to walk home. And I was trying to walk. And I was trying to ask the officer, hey, officer, this is the only way I could walk. And um, she was just being super rude. You know, they just mean to black kids for no reason sometimes. So I turned to the other cop. She wasn't trying to hear me. So I was like, hey, whatever, child, they arrested me because they said I breached the peace, basically. Um, I don't know, over it, like over talk the cop or whatever. So, um, that's the only time I ever be re- arrested, and I really made it sound real, real bad. Oh my! Even though it was real bad, I was like, yeah, they locked me in the cell, real bad <laughs> for twenty four hours. It was a bed. It was no. It was no bed on there. It was still. I had a little window that I could peek out of like this. It was cold. I was freezing. <laughs> I got one call. <laughs> no, I didn't even get a call. I didn't talk to my mom for hours. They didn't feed me. I, I was I was on my period. <laughs> and Amaya was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, but not, I mean, what I, I would say is, I think that's why it's important to have yeah. um, just somebody that, like, we talk about equally yoked, right? Because, like, my story is my story. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is, man. It's crazy, like people would never know. Like it's crazy, but yeah. you stole that girl phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Jay. I'm just on my phone. But yeah, bro. But yeah, nah, man. I think it's super important to have somebody strong with you because, like, I look at it and I love you the same. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and um, and I think it's important for me to to continue to love you and love you on, in in public so people can see. So other little girls who are out there who probably go through the same thing know that they can they can be loved. As well, it's crazy because like, I think mm. that's why like I love like I love little black kids like real bad like little black girls as in the ghetto in the hood like people don't even know that like that's why I always be rooting for like sexy red like and it, like people don't understand <laughs> Jay shut up <laughs> I'm trying to tell why though it's because I have a soft spot for people that make it out the hood like people don't understand because I'm really from the hood like like I'm really like not even try- I don't even wear it as a badge of honor that's why a lot of people don't know. Because I try not to wear that as a badge of honor, but I'm very humble to understand where I came from because I feel like I try not to attach my pain to my identity a mm. lot. Um, and simply because, like, it was attached to me for so long and I had to t- really was intentional about shaking myself out of, you know, out of it, the way I move, the way I talk, the way, the way I do things, the jobs I had, like... You know what I'm saying? The circles I ran in because I didn't want to be associated with certain things because I've seen it before. You know what I'm saying? Both of my parents did jail time, so it didn't make it no easier. Like, I'm always looking at as a statistic. Like, I'm a teen mom. I was in foster care, but my parents in jail. If there ain't no top three t- statistics, that's it right there. You know what I'm trying to say? So I try so hard to not be a a, a statistic. A product of your environment. Yeah, exactly. So I root so hard for so many Black women, black boys, that's really, like, getting it out the hood and really trying their hardest to do and just provide for their family. Like, so that, you know what I'm saying, they could just change the cycle. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm oh, saying? This I'm is good, man. My, this is a great conversation. My people, bro. Uh, this is good. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is a, this is hard. a healing yeah, it's, conversation. It's got, it, got, it got deep. Pause. 
Um, but yeah, man. Hey, yo. Make bro, sure y'all rock with us. Keep crying on this platform, bro. Facts. This is ghetto. Make sure y'all rock with us, man. Gemini Scorpio <laughs> podcast. What, what episode was this? Eighty nine. Eighty nine, man. You already know. Uh, she shot a. Yes, sir. J Hill Blanc. Alexander yes, Blanc. Dylan. Yes, sir. Shelly here again. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, but more importantly, make sure you go to the audio. Subscribe to the audio. Make sure you give it five stars. Give us a five star review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. That's all we got for today. It's a wrap. We out. Yes. Peace. Sir.